Welcome to Talk to the Experts. I'm Wayne Nelson. It's a brand new year, and for many, it didn't come soon enough, as we said goodbye to 2020. It was an unprecedented year noted for the global response to COVID-19. Here in Canada and around the world, the pressures of the pandemic forced many people to focus on their estate planning like never before. And now with a new year upon us, perhaps you're resolving to keep that focus in a new and more positive way. In that vein of thinking, Sherry McMillan from McMillan Estate Planning joins us today to share some tried and tested estate planning strategies that many of the families she works with are taking advantage of in this current climate. Sherry joins me today on the phone from London, England, and thanks again for joining us, Sherry. Thank you, and Happy New Year to you, Wayne. Yes, same to you. Now, before we get started, I just want to let our listeners know that the McMillan team is going to be hosting two virtual seminars, the first one coming up on Wednesday, January 13th at 6.30 p.m., and the next one on Wednesday, January 27th at 6.30 p.m., to talk with you about estate or life planning. Now, you'll need to register ahead of time if you'd like to attend these complimentary seminars. To do that, simply phone McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464, or you can register online at macmillanestate.com. Sherry, in my introduction, I mentioned that the pressures caused by the pandemic forced a lot of people to take a good, hard look at their estate planning like they've never done before. But before we get into some of the estate planning strategies that you're currently using to protect the families you work with, can we maybe take a few steps back to clarify? It's, it's a new year, so let's maybe start from the beginning, the basics. What is an estate plan? Certainly, Wayne. I think... For most of us, being that we're coming into a new year, we're all optimistic and hopeful that it's going to be a better year in 2021. And I think we can have a measure of certainty with the vaccine that's uh, coming to the forefront. So a lot of families in the last calendar year um, felt a lot of pressure, not just because of health concerns, of course, but also because of the uncertainty in the marketplace. And so you know, for most of us, we work our entire life to build an estate, and it's there actually to provide us our lifestyle during retirement. And so, you know, it's immensely important to our care in our early retirement days to enjoy life, but it's also very important in our elder years because it cares for us. And so for many of our families, um, what they've, you know, been given consideration to is not just the emergency of making sure that their health is protected through things like living wills, they're also wanting to make sure that their nest egg has some fences and safeguards built into it. So at first glance, most people, when they hear the word estate planning or the terminology, they always think of will planning. That's what traditionally comes to mind for all of us. Sure, and a will will really isn't an estate plan, is it? No, and so I always tell families a will is actually just one moment in time. It's the moment you pass on and how you would like your assets transferred to your loved ones. The problem is it's not a life plan or a legacy plan because it is just about that one moment in time. And one of the big myths that a lot of people um, sadly misinterpret is that a will is nothing to do with tax planning, in fact, zero. And a will can actually be exceptionally detrimental to you because, for example, if you're a U.S. citizen and you use a straightforward will process in your estate plan, now with the new uh, government being enacted, the Democrats, and tax tables changing in the United States, it could mean that you give up a large portion of your estate 
when you wealth transfer it, if you use a will, uh, to the next generation. And so I always say to families, if your net worth has grown beyond a million dollars or more, you've actually outgrown will planning. You still need to have a will as part of the overall estate plan. And, and I guess let's just look at that, Sherry, because a lot of people don't even have that basic will in place. That's right, Wayne. And so the first thing uh, to know is you do need a will to transfer your values to your loved ones. So whoever you want to benefit from your estate, let's say it's your spouse and or your children or charities or extended family, you actually have to have a document that lays out the distribution. But a will is not your only choice. And so most people um, misinterpret estate planning and think that's the only opportunity we have to lay out our estate. There is a second choice in estate planning, an alternative choice. And if you have a high net worth, I actually encourage families to give this contemplation. And that is the opportunity to use a trust to transfer your estate to your loved ones. And it's a very unique opportunity because it's private and it's lawsuit protected. And there's, you know, a very efficient tax planning that we can accomplish through this type of mechanism that we can never accomplish through a will plan because a will plan, again, is not a tax plan. Okay, so let's talk about the differences. We've got the tax plan, then there's the legal plan, and this is, these are part, these are the components of the overall estate plan, right? Yes. So most of us, when we think of, um, for example, our estate plan at Macmillan, we actually say there are four components to your estate plan. So the first one that most people think of is what we call your is your legacy plan. So that's when we think of our will and we think, okay, well, we want to transfer our assets to our loved ones. And so we automatically think, I'll use a will to do that. Now, alternatively, you can use a trust to do that if your net worth is of such a value that you want to protect it and have privacy around it and also potentially principal guarantees or you want to make sure you minimize taxes. So that's the first legacy component, but we also uh, highly recommend families focus not only on the legacy, not only focusing on the children, because we're living to 100 today. And so we need to focus on ourselves, the people that created the estate in the first place, because we hope to enjoy it through retirement. And so we call this your life plan, and it means all the decades ahead of you that you're going to enjoy your lifestyle in retirement. Should that really be where the prime focus should be, Sherry? Or are all of these components, do all of these components have equal weight? Well, I think actually your life plan has the greatest weight, Wayne. I think 80% of our time in estate planning is focused around your life plan. And the reason is, again, your passing is only one moment in time. And you didn't create the estate for that one moment in time. Alternatively, you created your estate to enjoy your life. And so your wealth that you've created is your tool to do so, to enjoy your life. And so, you know, when we think of how to build out that life plan, I think that if you build a very strong and healthy life plan for yourself during your own retirement phase of life, and let's say you minimize tax year over year, your estate is going to exponentially grow then. Well, that naturally becomes the legacy plan for your children anyways. So if we focus on you, we're actually naturally focusing on the children without even trying. And so that first component, the life plan, to me, is at least 80% of your planning approach at Macmillan. And then, of course, we consider your two pillars that support your life and legacy plan to be the tax work 
and the legal work that ensures that those goals you have through your life and the goals that you have for your children and charities are supported through those two mechanisms. All the I's have to be dotted and and the T's crossed for uh, in terms of, of legality and especially when you're dealing with Canada Revenue. Yes, it, it is always a moving target, and a lot of our families have a lot of concern, our historical families, for example, um, you know, appreciating that we had to, you know, raise funds to get through the pandemic, also appreciate we're going to have to pay those funds back. And so all of us are very well aware that there's going to be some increases in taxation in the years to come that will impact all of us. And so what can you do to minimize and mitigate that undue uh, increase in taxes so that your lifestyle and your legacy is not totally jeopardized for your loved ones. So what we're doing currently for our families last year, and we're recommending all our families that are new to us in 2021, is that we utilize every tax opportunity that currently exists for us before the next budget comes out in the spring here. And that way, at least you've solidified the opportunities that we currently have before maybe some of them are taken away. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about those in our next segment. We're going to pause for a break right now. The McMillan team will be hosting virtual seminars coming up on January 13th and again January 27th, both days at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register for these very informative seminars, simply contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours, or you can visit their website for more information. It's macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll continue in a moment on Talk to the Experts. <laughs> 